Hello and welcome to the Daily Royal. My name is Shelby and I have been a royal watcher for the past 10 years. In this podcast, I talk about the daily events of seven of the European monarchies. So I talk about Belgium, the UK, Denmark, the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden. I upload Monday through Friday with occasional bonus episodes here and there. Today, we are going to be talking about all of the events from Friday, May 28th through today, Sunday, May 30th of 2021. So I know I said there might be an additional episode this weekend, and then I got to thinking, well, yeah, I got to thinking, and like the whole point is weekends are typically slow. So even if Friday is busy, and sometimes Saturday, Sunday is almost always like nothing, not all, not consistently perfectly nothing, but like pretty often it's nothing. So, um, this is what we're going to do. And this is what we're going to continue through June, um, is a Monday through Friday schedule. And I'm going to try and just be stuck on that. Um, there aren't any big special events happening in June that would get their own episode or anything like that so far. Um, I think I just got so used to, um, doing like weekend episodes. It felt really weird not to be doing them for a couple of weeks, but I'm adjusting. Um, and also yesterday was just a weird day. Um, (laughs) that's what I'm going with. So, um, that's kind of the update there. There just was a lot happening this weekend, which is awesome. Um, so Friday and Saturday were both pretty busy days, um, in terms of like old life, but not nearly as busy as they have been, um, like on weekdays of this month. So, um, we are going to jump in. Uh, we do have something I think in basically every, yeah, we do. So we have something in every country. Um, so we are going to jump right in and start with the Belgian Royal family. a couple of different events in Belgium. So on Friday, uh, King Philippe started his day. He visited the training center for the Belgian Red Devils um, field hockey, like the national team. Um, So for some reason, the Belgian national teams go by the Red Devils. I haven't figured it out yet, but that's what like their national soccer team, all of their teams are go by that, Um, which is interesting. And I have lots of questions. Um, but anyway, um, so the training is, um, well, I guess this isn't obvious, but, um, for the Olympics, so the field, both the men's and women's field hockey teams are going to Tokyo for the 2020 Olympics. You guys, it's very confusing that the 2020 Olympics are happening in 2021 because I have now started to think they're the 2024 Olympics. I genuinely don't know what's happening anymore. Like, I was talking about them yesterday for some very unrelated reason, um, and I said 2024, and then I went, no, wait, 2020, because that's the Olympics that are happening in Tokyo. Anyway, um, yikes. So, (laughs) that's 
where we're at there. Um, and so this is something that King Philippe has been doing. He's visited a couple of different trainings for um, the national Belgian competitors in the Olympics. So I think he was doing like a kayak, some sort of water sport. I think it was kayaking um, or rowing or it's rowing. It's not kayaking. It's rowing. Um, so there was that. Um, and then this to the field hockey team. It looked really fun. Um, he, like, grabbed the hockey stick and, like, started participating, which is really awesome. Um, I don't know. It was just really a fun event. I haven't found video yet. I'm sure there is video to find. I just haven't found it. Um, and I don't know. It was just really fun. So that was King Philippe's Day on Friday. And then also Friday, Friday night, um, was the night five of the Queen Elizabeth Music Competition finals. Um, so Queen Matilda was there. So she was solo at this one and then as well on Saturday. So um, on Saturday it was the final and then the winners were announced on Saturday as well. Um, so Queen Matilda attended the sixth and final performance and then afterwards the final, the like winner and the award um in the order of like how they all ranked was announced um and then after that queen matilda took pictures took photos with the all the participants and um a photo with the winner so those photos will be linked on the website thedailyroyal.com so please check those out um she wore on the finals night she wore like an all pink outfit including pink mask which is my favorite all of her masks have coordinated on every single night and that is my favorite thing um it's also just my favorite in general like Matilda thing she does is like matches her face mask to her outfit just my absolute favorite um so that is what was going on there um and now we are going to go ahead and jump to the British royal family um and starting next week, I just want to say, so next week I may try and do like a preview of the week ahead. I'm not in the right um, space to do that at the moment just because um, it's been a weird weekend. And this is like me getting back on track after the weekend that I have had. So um, that is what was going on in Belgium. So let's now go ahead and move on to the British royal family. For the first time in a week or longer, it was really quiet in the British royal family. Um, everyone had done a lot throughout the week, and so, like, Friday was nothing. Um, and then Saturday, it was revealed by Kensington Royal, um, which is the, like, social media handle, but it, they changed their social media name. Anyway... Um, that the Duchess of Cambridge had received her first vaccine dose on Friday. Um, and so she shared a message that also included, quote, I'm hugely grateful to everyone who is playing a part in the rollout. Thank you for everything you are doing. Um, 
So she received her vaccine at the same location. William received his a couple, like a week ago, I think. Um, I know he did so before Scotland and then she obviously did. So the day they got back or the day after Scotland. Um, so she shared that photo and I can't remember if on the website I shared William's photo or not. Um, but if I didn't, I will share both of theirs together. Um, and if I did, I'll just share Kate's. I'm not, I have to go back and look, um, just so you all know, not that this matters. And this will probably change the way I've been doing this lately as I record. And then I do all the photo stuff after I record, um, and schedule the episode to go up. I don't know. It's just the way I've done things, but I'm thinking of changing around my schedule. Um, so that is what was going on public facing. It was very quiet, um, which has been, which was kind of weird. Um, so now I'm going to take a quick peek at the court circular for all the days, if we have anything. Um, and it looks like we don't, but let me check one other way here. Um, yeah, so it was really quiet just overall in the British royal family for the past couple of um, days, which is fine. They had a lot going on. They did, um, make an announcement today. I'm not sure if this came from Buckingham or not. Um, but, uh, Trooping of the Color is in a couple of weeks. And so this is like the public celebration of Queen Elizabeth's birthday. Um, so, so they did announce that she would be accompanied by one of her cousins, the Duke of Kent. Um, he would be on the quadrangle with her. I'm not sure where that came from or if that's accurate, but I did see that today. Um, because that, I don't know. I was trying to think back to last year and she was alone last year. So I'm not sure like what the thinking is other than, you know, let's get some more people out there. Um, I was personally hoping for like a socially distanced royal family attendance at Trooping of the Color, but it doesn't seem like that's what we're going to get, which makes me kind of sad. Um, but anyway, so that's coming up, but that's like the only thing really new other than Kate's vaccination, which is also, I mean, thrilling. So glad she is vaccinated or halfway at least. Um, so that is what was going on in the UK. So let's go ahead now and move on to Denmark. a couple of different events in Denmark. Um, so on Friday, Crown Prince Frederick was present to lay a wreath at the memorial for nine of the victims of the May 7th, 1945 bombings in a city called, um, I think, Rhone, um, I think is the pronunciation. So this is something that I actually just recently learned about. Um, and I'll talk about why in just a second, because we, I think we're going to have some time today for me to just kind of ramble a little bit. Um, but after the war, after the Second World War, um, the Soviets, who were part of the Allied forces, so part of like 
the U.S., England, kind of all the people that were being attacked by the Nazis, um, who would all come together and, you know, fought back. Um, the Soviet Union was a part of that, and they were called the Red Army. Um, and so after the war, so the VE Day is like May 4th or 5th or something, um, was the victory in Europe. It's when the Germans surrendered. Well, immediately after that, the Soviet Union started breaking off to expand their territory. Um, So they had interest in the Nordic region, um, Scandinavia. So they had bought some, or they had claimed some of, I think, Finland for themselves. Um, And they were going to do the same to, like, Denmark and Norway and such. So they bombed this city in Denmark, um, flattened the city, killed nine people in this city um, and ten in another. And it was part of this campaign to, like, regain or to gain new territory to become the superpower against presumably the U.S. or maybe that part came later. I don't know. Um, But to become a world superpower, which they did for a while, let's be honest. So that was some of the backstory behind what happened, at least. Um, Also, here's how I know this. So there's a show on um, PBS, which is like the U.S. public broadcast station, literally PBS. Um, And there's a show called Atlantic Crossing, which... I had heard about, and I knew it was, like, somewhat royal-related, but I didn't really know what it was. Um, and then, I don't remember how I saw this. I think it was, like, a Twitter newsfeed thing um, all about the show. And it turns out it's about the journey of Crown Princess Marta of Norway um, and her experience, the Norwegian royal family's experience during the war. So, I've talked about this before. Um, I did, like... Um, in the early parts of the pandemic last year, I did like a whole history of each of the royal families that I talk about. Um, and the Norwegian royal family, like, um, obviously Norway lost anyway. Um, they spent time in the U.S. And so it was about that. But at the end, um, the then crown prince of Norway came to the U.S. to ask President Roosevelt to lobby, basically, on Norway's behalf against the Red Army and the Soviets and Stalin to keep their land theirs, because this is what Stalin was doing. So this is how I, like, learned this was a thing. You guys, I am a relatively intelligent person. I have a college degree. I have a huge interest in history and specifically World War II history um, and politics and royalty, obviously. And, like, literally did not know this until two weeks ago when I watched the show for the first time. Um, so that's a thing that I have learned and that's how I know it. Um, so it was really interesting then that this event happened because it gave, um, me more ways to look into this Red Army expansion, essentially. So, um, obviously this is a very solemn thing. It's a military event, um, to honor these nine victims of, you know, post-war Denmark, but still not really because of the Soviets. Um, and then 
on Saturday, so Crown Prince Frederick has been taking part in these, um, it's called P for G. I haven't entirely figured out what this is yet, um, but it's a conference and this session was focused on the green future as well as the future generation. So Frederick gave a digital keynote address. Um, I think the conference is primarily happening from uh, Seoul, South Korea. Um, but I'm, I think is what I understood from the information shared. Um, and so this is something that the entire Danish royal family, P4G, is something that they've all been involved in. Um, maybe Copenhagen has like hosted it or it started in Denmark, something like that. Um, so that is what was going on in Denmark. Um, again, I'm telling you guys, there's like a lot happening. I'm thoroughly shocked by the amount of events that have been happen happening over May, um, and just in general. So I will have, I know today is only the 30th when you're listening to this will be the 31st. Um, on June 1st, I'll post all of the engagement counts and everything. So you can see where these numbers are. I'm really interested to see how Denmark's numbers have changed. So April, they were like increasing. I feel like May has been really busy for them. Um, so I'm really excited to see what the numbers look like. Um, this month for all of the engagement counts that each royal family has done. Um, so that is what was going on in Denmark. And so now let's quickly jump over to the Dutch royal family. one event in the Netherlands, which somehow amazingly seems small <laughs> given like, I know there was one event in the UK too, but like given how busy the weekend has seemed, it's like shocking, but it's the Netherlands. They really do like very rarely work on weekends. Most royals don't work on weekends. There are some events that have to happen on weekends. Like I get that. Um, but really and truly, like, that's the way, that's the reason I do what I do. You get Friday's information on Monday because there isn't a whole lot that happens on Saturday and Sunday, typically. Um, but on Friday, King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima took part in the Netherlands Does, which is a volunteer day hosted by the um, Orange Foundation. I was going to try and say it in Dutch, but that just was not happening. Um... And this is a day that people across the country can take part in different activities to help better the country or the community specifically that they live in. Um, so King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima were at an event close to their home, uh, Hoistenboisch, um, at a culture house. So I think this is like a, a place where different things can happen. Like you can have theater classes and theater production, like small local theater productions and art classes and lots of things like that, I think. Um, it also looked like a church, so I'm not entirely sure, but like just based on what I've read. So maybe it's a converted church or something. Um, 
So they took part in lots of different activities, cleaning, and <laughs> Queen Maxima at one point had a pressure washer, um, which was really entertaining because it just was. It was entertaining. Um, they did give an interview. I haven't watched the interview because I don't think I found it with English subtitles yet, and it just... It, I can't... I don't understand Dutch. Um, maybe someday, but probably not. No, I will. It's just very difficult. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Obviously, um, King Willem Alexander and Queen Maxima are like the honorary presidents or the presidents of the Orange Foundation. It was given to them as a wedding gift from then Queen Beatrix, um, now Princess Beatrix, who also took part in her own, um, volunteer day event on Saturday. So that was cute. Um, but yeah, that is what was going on in the Dutch Royal House. Um, again, I haven't really looked ahead. I know they have started announcing their scheduled events, but I think the first one I saw is on June 1st, which is only on Tuesday. So I think tomorrow's episode probably will end up being a pretty quiet episode is just my expectation because there's not a lot happening. Although Norway may keep us busy. Um, so for now, we're going to jump to Norway um, who had a quiet weekend but have a really busy Monday. So let's go over to Norway now. technically two events, but really only one that I can talk about. So every Friday, um, King Harald and Crown Prince Akun take part in the weekly council of state. I think it is just, um, I think it's normal that the Crown Prince take part in the weekly council of state, like as soon as they turn 18. Um, in some of like, again, going back to the show Atlantic Crossing, seriously, please check it out. It is on, um, you can find it on Amazon Prime, um, with a like, free week trial of the PBS, um, channel. That's how I did this. Um, all the episodes are out now. So, so you can definitely binge watch it. Um, there are only eight episodes. It's really, really good. There are English subtitles for the Norwegian part, but a lot of it is in English, um, because it's focused in the U S for the most part. So that's really awesome. Um, but the crown prince who is, um, Olav, who is King Harald, like, real King Harald's father, um, was always in the Council of State meetings, even when they were in London, when the royal family, when some of the royal family was in London. So the king and the crown prince were stationed in London, while the crown princess and her children, which include the now king, King Harald, um, were in the U.S. Like, that's where they spent the war. Um, for safety, obviously. Um, so I think it's just normal that the crown prince is included. Like there are some that he will miss, but it doesn't happen very often. Um, so that was the council of state. And then also on Friday, crown prince Akun sent a video message to mark the 50th kind of anniversary of sea farming in Norway. So like fishing for, um, profit essentially. 
Um, except here's the thing. It's actually the 51st anniversary. So there was probably intended to be a larger celebration in May of last year, um, but COVID. So it was the 50th anniversary plus one because it is now 51 years, but um, the celebration just was postponed. Um, you know, that's happened with a few things where we're celebrating the 50th anniversary a year late or, you know, things along that line. So, um, that is what was going on in Norway. Not a huge amount of events, but like I said, this is the only royal family I saw. They had, um, they messed up on their website. And so like the place where I looked to check all their past events already had tomorrow's events on it on by accident. Um, and so there are a ton of things tomorrow. So I'm very excited about that. Um, so that is what was going on on Friday. You know what? I'm missing something. Hold on. I don't know why this keeps happening. The poor Norwegian royal family. I'm neglecting them. Um, okay. So this happened on Friday. Um, but Crown Princess Matt Marit opened the um, Book Rights Center in Lillehammer with a digital um, greeting. Um, so it's part of the Norwegian Literature Festival. Um, and it, the whole goal is to introduce Norwegian authors to international publishers, um, which is a huge deal for translation and everything. So that is what was going on in Norway. I cannot believe I almost forgot that event. Oh, boy. Um, anyway, so with that, let's go ahead now and move on to the Spanish royal family. I'm having a hard time with this event on Friday. So I know I pre, I mentioned earlier on um, that Friday was supposed to be the Princess of Astorius, her confirmation into the Catholic Church, um, which happened. So here's, here's why I'm like having a hard time with it. It is not an official royal household event, right? It's her event as a student, as a child. Um, so she went with her school, like that's how her communion happened and her confirmation and how Sophia's will as well, um, is they, go, they go with their classmates, um, and have these special important moments in their faith. But, um, they don't make it like a Casa Real thing but they still allow for photos and they will sometimes like talk with the press there, which this happens in, this is like the only place where this happens is in Spain because it's a big event and it's an important event, but it's not an official event. Um, so this will happen with like their summer vacation, right? So like 
accredited good photographers who have relationships with the royal family, like news outlets, will flock to Majorca, which is where the royal family has their public vacation. Um, and it's they're not official events, like they're on vacation. It's not an official thing. Um, they have like one official event there, but it is still happening and they're allowing it to be photographed. And so it's like this weird in-between event that only happens in Spain. So I think what I had decided on pre-vacation last year was to really just talk about like the main events. Um, and I do have like a pretty hard and strict rule about not really talking about the children, but again, official event, the family posed for photos. It's not like they were against them being there. So she was confirmed. It was completely private ceremony. King Felipe did share that he was like her, um, sponsor for her confirmation, um, because it had to be of the people chosen. I was not surprised by this. His father was his sponsor for Felipe's confirmation. Um, like I was not surprised by any of that whatsoever, um, because it had to be someone from your group of, you know, your family. So your parents and any siblings were allowed to come. So Sophia's too young. She hasn't been confirmed into the faith yet. So she couldn't sponsor her sister and Queen Letizia. Um, her religious beliefs are not really publicly shared. It's unknown if she has been confirmed into the Catholic church or not, which is fine. I don't think she had, maybe she had to be for the wedding. I don't, I don't really know. But anyway, um, so that was that. That's what I'm going to share. I'm not going to comment on anything else because I'm just sharing, like, they posed for photos and this is what they shared in the, like, photo call at the end, essentially. So it's very awkward. It's very hard to figure out what these things are. I will still have the same dilemma for the summer this year. I just kind of have a tentative plan, but we'll see. Um, so that was Friday's event. And then Saturday, so every, I think it's the Saturday before June 1st, I think is what it has to be. Although that doesn't really make any sense. I don't quite know. Hang on. I'm going to go look. I'm going to put you on a pause, but I'll be right back. Okay. I have researched it. I am back. Obviously you experienced none of that. Um, so the Spanish Armed Forces Day is always held on the Saturday closest to May 30th. So I thought it was the Saturday before June 1st. It is not. It's the Saturday closest to May 30th because sometimes it will happen after June 1st. Um, so this is a holiday celebrated throughout Spain um, to celebrate the armed forces. I really didn't notice this until this weekend. Like in the U in the U S we have Memorial day is this weekend. Um, it's tomorrow for us, but we have the day that celebrates like our armed forces, um, and those lost in our armed forces, which is similar to, um, you know, what we're going to talk about in Sweden and also this day in Spain. So it's very interesting that these are all kind of falling at the same time. Um, really curious, but, um, this is a day to basically celebrate those in the service. Um, it's kind of like a Veterans Day type of thing in the Spanish community. Um, 
So King Felipe and Queen Letizia celebrate this every year. Um, they will go to an event in throughout the country to mark the occasion. Last year was, of course, modified. So King Felipe visited um, the Defense Command Center and had uh, video conversations with troops abroad and um, really focused on the help the armed forces were providing in Operation Balmus, which is the COVID response operation, um, which is obviously still happening a little bit. Um, so that was Saturday. So they attended a um, the event for the community of Madrid. Um, they were scheduled to go last year to... Um, I think it was in Castilla and Leon, maybe. Um, but they were scheduled to go somewhere else, but then the pandemic, so that's what they did. And then this year they stayed in Madrid um, to celebrate in the Madrid way. Um, so this includes like a wreath-laying ceremony to honor those who have lost their lives um, in service of Spain, um, as well as a military parade, but not a full-scale military parade. So this one was very, very short. It was literally the like branches of the military. So like um, the army, the navy, the air force, the civil guard, and the royal guard. I think I don't think there were any additional ones. Um, and they just marched very quickly past, um, and then King Felipe continued on, um, and visited again, the defense command center where he had video conversations with, um, servicemen abroad. So a continuation of the modified pandemic version, um, as well as a not, I mean, a lesser pandemic version. And then he went on to go get his COVID vaccine. So King Felipe received his first dose of COVID vaccine on Saturday. Um, they did not share a photo, which is fine. You don't have to share a photo of you getting vaccinated. Just the statement is really okay enough. Totally fine with that. Um, so he was vaccinated on Saturday with presumably his first dose. I'm not sure if there are any approved single doses in wide use in Spain. Maybe the Johnson & Johnson is back in use in Spain. I'm not entirely sure. Um, so presumably he received his first dose and will go back in three to four weeks to get his second dose. Um, I'm just going to say this as a person who has been vaccinated. Smart move on going when you have two days off. So he didn't have any events today and he doesn't have any events tomorrow like smart, smart choice. I'm sure that is why this is happening this way. Um, and also he went, you know, this is, this is happening with most of the Royals who are younger. Um, I think the only one this isn't happening in is Norway where King Felipe is going during his like assigned age bracket to his assigned location. Um, so he didn't, you know, the royal household did not, like, take a vial to vaccinate people in the royal household, like the staff and the king and queen. They will go when it is their turn, all of them, um, which I think is really important given some of the controversy that Felipe's extended, well, not really extended, but his family members have gotten into some controversy because they got vaccinated in another country. <sighs> Deep breath. Anyway, so good for King Felipe. 
and all the royals who are, you know, going with their turn. Norway did decide to do something weird and, like, allotted um, some vaccines to the Norwegian royal household for staff and Crown Prince Akun and... Um, so that's, like, the only one that's doing that. But anyway, um, so he, King Felipe, is vaccinated. Yay, vaccines. I'm all for the vaccines. Love it. Love that the royal houses are sharing. Um, so that is what is going on in Spain. Like I said, no event tomorrow, but then another kind of, um, normal, busy-ish week. So with that, let's go ahead and finish off our episode by going to the Swedish royal family. Sweden, there were two events over the weekend. So on Friday, King Carl Gustav sent a video greeting to the opening of the national meeting of or for outdoor promotion. So this is something that I had to use Google Translate myself for because the Google Translate on the Swedish Royal House would not translate this word that roughly translates to like outdoor promotion, um, a way to encourage people to go outside. Um, and so in this greeting, I've read a few excerpts of it where he talked about the importance of, um, how now people are looking to go outside more, you know, the pandemic has kind of made people nature loving again, because it's all we could do that felt safe. Um, you know, I never really, Because in the early parts of the pandemic, my life just truly did not change much. Um, I was still working every day. Literally, all that really changed for me was, like, putting on a mask. Like, my day-to-day did not change that much. Um, It wasn't until really, honestly, later that the pandemic started affecting a lot of things for me. And now that that's kind of... We'll see what happens. Anyway... Um, so I never really took to nature, but like, I know a lot of people who did because it's what they could do that felt safe. I know like my family in the early parts did, we did all gather, um, at a park, um, totally socially distanced, just, um, a way to get outside and see each other because we wouldn't see each other in person, um, like in homes. So on one of the first nice days, we all went to a park, um, that had like a large picnic area, um, picnic table area and like gathered that way, all super socially distanced. I was kind of the furthest away, um, just because I was very nervous and I had to worry about more things than the rest of them did. Um, so that was King Carl Gustav's message was like, yay, people are now going outside more. Let's keep them going outside as we kind of work through this pandemic. Um, and get it to kind of the point of ending. Um, And then on Saturday, Sweden also celebrated their Veterans Day. Um, So King Carl Gustav took part in a couple of different events celebrating that. Um, He he first placed a wreath at the National Veterans Monument. um, And then shortly after that, he presented military medals to eight veterans um, to honor their service to Sweden. 
Um, so he and Prince Carl Philip took part in this ceremony together. Um, and then they did make some announcements for Sweden's National Day, um, which is maybe Friday? Hold on. When is this? Let me take a look. You guys, I changed the layout of my um, phone and iPad last night, which is totally fine, except I can't find any of my apps at the moment. Um, no. Okay, so it's actually next Sunday is Sweden's National Day. It's on June 6th. Um, and so they announced that it will be um, this year, really, King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia, as well as Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Daniel, um, will be kind of leading the events. Um, so there will be different things that happen. And then in the evening, there's always like a concert. Um, so the concert will happen. I'm not sure if there will be an audience, um, but the ceremony at night will happen uh, for the first time, maybe ever. King Carl Gustav will not be there. Crown Princess Victoria will be leading that. Um, with Prince Daniel, um, so they will be there. There's always flags handed out. We'll talk more about it because, of course, I will cover that in full um, in the same way I did for Norway's National Day. Um, so that was the kind of major announcement made in regards to the National Day for Sweden. Um, so that's coming up. So yeah, that is the end of this episode. I know we went a little long. I had to talk about Atlantic Crossing finally. I've been holding on to that one for a while. Um, so anyway, with that, let's go ahead. We are going to end this episode. I will talk to you all tomorrow. Have a fantastic Monday. Please check out all the places, thedailyroyal.com, the Daily Royal on Instagram. Like and review this podcast, and I will talk to you all tomorrow. Bye.